today's show is a rebroadcast of a previous show. Ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Armchair Survivalist. My name is Kurt Wilson. I'm the Armchair Survivalist, and today is January the 17th in the year 2021. Welcome to the show. Now, just to let everybody know, we have a new player, a new process, a new program to play my show on my uh, website. If you go to armchairsurvivalist.com, you can find out how to listen to me. Oh, you scroll down to the bottom, and you'll see this uh, sign that says Ways to Listen. I'm on Every podcast venue there is, Stitcher, Anchor, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Google, Apple. There's even places I don't even know uh, where I am that, I'm, that I am, I, even on YouTube, which is, I'm, I'm astounded that they uh, let me on YouTube. I've got hundreds and hundreds of my shows on YouTube, and they've only took one off. And that was the one that I did that said the truth about Israel and the Jews. Who, who can you not talk about? I'm uh, broadcast over Global Star 3 Satellite. And how to hook up and listen to that is on that website here, down the scroll at the bottom. You can listen in the chat room. You just go to armchairsurvivalist.com and you click on chat room. Now, there's a different way to listen. I used to be play my show was automatic, but that was a Flash player and Flash has been deleted off of the internet. So now it's a, you have to click. It, it's a little, it's the same green box, but you just scroll down. You go to armchairsurvivalist.com forward slash chat dot html, or just l- click on the chat room, and you will see this little thing here. And it's a control, and you actually physically have to hit the the uh, arrow. This is happening in France. Okay, so that's playing, and you can control uh, the volume. You can uh, speed it up, slow it down, all that good stuff. 
Now you can also call in on your own phone and listen. Area code six four one seven four one zero three seven one. Now that's that's uh, it's not toll free. So if it costs you to dial a long distance, well, it's going to cost you. It's area code six forty one seven forty one zero three seven one. If you miss the show and you want to listen to the show on any of the pages at armchairsurvivalist.com, you'll see this little hand pointing to the right. And it says, listen to the most recent show of the Armchair Survival. Just click here. Do that, and you will hear the most recent show. If you want to download the shows, on the left-hand side of the page is a little black and white nipper dog listening to the RCA Victor Gramophone. You click on that. That'll take you to my past shows page, and it lists all of the shows that I have for the current year. Now, just so everybody knows, at the end of January, I'm deleting all of 2020 shows. If you want to download any of my shows from 2020... You better get on a ball. Get it done now because at the end of uh, January, they're all gone. And you'll only be able to download the shows from 2021. All right. That's simple. Uh, Oh, you know, I was a master gunsmith for 25 years. And I retired from that in 05. Too much government hogwash and more. But anyway, so I sold everything off and closed the store and I still had boxes and boxes of oddball crap. Well, I'm going through that oddball crap now and finding all kinds of stuff. I, and as I clean it out and figure out what it is, I put it up. I don't have any guns or ammo or any of that stuff, but I have clips, stripper clips. I have SKS stripper clips. Now, these are mostly new. SKS strip, stripper clips, Mauser stripper clips, M1A stripper clips, some Garand clips, M1 Garand clips. I got some, odd, again, oddball stuff. If you want to look at it or ask questions on it, just give me a call. Uh, You can call Survival Enterprises, 800-753-1981, 800-753-1981. If you want to see what I have, you'll have to come into the store in Hayden, Idaho, because I've got a whole table. I'm going to put all this oddball stuff out there. I mean, you you wouldn't believe the stuff I've got. Also, we are selling shortwave radios. We have the Voyagers. I can only get about 10 a week, and these are AM, FM, shortwave NOAA weather band that's the emergency band emergency broadcast station and you can charge the built-in batteries with the solar panel that's built in hand crank on the side plug it in your computer to charge it it comes with an ac adapter and it also comes with a 20-foot reel up uh antenna that fits in your pocket so we have those well we have them well they'll be coming in probably wednesday next week they're 75 bucks a piece with all the, all the stuff i'm also selling ham radios these are the Baofeng. They're Chinese. Get them while you can. They're, but they are as high a quality as Yasu or Icom or any of the other ones like that, which are also made in China. They're simple ham radio units. Uh, they have a, a desktop charger that you can uh, use with it. Anyway, those are going to be here. We have some. They're, these are anywhere from fifty to seventy-five dollars a piece. They're not that expensive. So if you want to get into ham radio, you're not going to get in any cheaper than this. Oh, and by the way, I've mentioned a few times the resident comedian. Who is the resident comedian? Well, the resident comedian, his name is JP. That's all I know. I don't know his whole name, but he's uh, obviously very funny. But I have a link to his YouTube channel, and you can go there and poke around and it and see uh, all about him but he has all kinds of stuff and he's a satirical comedian and the idea behind his comedy is to make you look at reality to make you look at yourself or look at what's happening to you in a different viewpoint okay so 
That's that's who he is. And by the way, my opening music today was You Can't Always Get What You Want. And I don't know why he played it. I don't know why I played it. Uh, something said that's the that's the clip you got to play. It it's, could be prophetic. Who knows? Anyway, let's get into the show. Now, I don't know if you guys follow Bitcoin, but Bitcoin is this digital coin that started off being worth about one tenth of a of a penny, and it hit last week forty thousand dollars a piece. Forty thousand dollars a piece. To give you an idea. When Bitcoin first came into existence, uh, a friend of mine told me about it, and he goes, "You know, I got an extra laptop. I'm gonna I'm gonna use it to go and try and and uh, create Bitcoin." See, what you do is your computer has to process thousands of mathematical formulations, and once you've done it uh, uh, successfully, then you earn a Bitcoin. There's way more to it than that, but I'm not gonna get into it. So he turned it on. He turned his laptop on, and it would go to the specific site, and it would start what they call mining. So it, it all night long, his, his computer laptop's making noise and, and running and running, and he let it run for about a year. And then he went in the Army. He never checked it. He didn't, didn't even pay attention to it. And when he got out of the Army, I think it was like 12 years later, he pulled that old laptop out, and he had, uh, he had something like a 1,000 Bitcoin. Then years later, that Bitcoin ended up climbing all the way up to $20,000 a piece. Well, he sold him. He's, he's past rich. Then they went up to 40000 And we're talking decades in between the two. So turns out, so you have to have a, uh, a wallet is what it's called. And in this wallet, you put your Bitcoins and your other, your other uh, digital currency. And, and it has a very extensive password. It's not like, uh, I love you. Or you know four eight six seven or any of that crap. It is a long password. So this guy, this guy has the equivalent of two hundred and twenty million dollars worth of Bitcoin in his wallet. Except he f- forgot the password, and he's not the only one. At forty thousand dollars a pop, you bet that these guys that have Bitcoin are starting to dig around for their wallets. And their wallets, they're digital again. They could be on a little flash drive. They could be on your hard drive. You never know where they're going to be. But they go and they go, oh, damn, I forgot my password. Well, that's that's bad. You know, a lot of times you can you can hunt and peck and try to figure out your password. But these wallets give you a specific amount of times you can try, and then they brick themselves. What is a brick? Something that's heavy and worthless. So this guy has done all these attempts. This one guy I'm talking about has done all these attempts to get his $220 million worth of Bitcoins out so he can sell them. And he has failed it. All of the tries, he has two tries left. Just thought I'd tell you that. Bitcoin's gone from 40000 down now to, I think, 30000 again, somewhere around there. It goes up and down and up and down. The NRA, they're in New York City, of course, a communist nation. The NRA filed Chapter 11 last week. You know, my brother worked for, for the NRA, and I called him on the phone and said, so now that they filed Chapter 11, their bankruptcy, what are they going to do? He goes, they did? <laughs> he didn't even know. The NRA is like any other business. They don't tell the employees anything until after it happens. So the NRA filed for bankruptcy. They're moving to Texas. They're getting they're getting the hell out of Dodge, and they're moving to Texas. Now we're under the economy, okay? And a lot of t- I have so much data, and I told you before. Sometimes this stuff bleeds over into different categories, and I have a hard time trying to figure out what category to put it in. So this is still in the economy, even though it should be under 
uh, some other categories. The Twitter CEO, Jack Dorsey, he banned Trump from Twitter. And he uh, comes out and he explains why he did it, because Trump is a bad guy and Trump is causing, he's, he's telling all his followers to go commit felonies and, and crimes and attack people. And, you know, he's telling, he's saying that Trump's doing what all the Democrats have done for the past four years, which is attack everyone. So he's trying to defend why he banned Trump. In a separate article, seems Twitter and Facebook, which both have banned Trump, in the past week have lost a combined $51 billion market value. $51 billion. Think how rich somebody has to be to where losing $51 billion, they just yawn and go back to sleep. Okay, now, there's another app out there, and you've, you've heard about this. Some of them you have, and some of you use it. WhatsApp. It is a, uh, I, I don't want to call it secretive, but it's a it's a uh, encrypted uh, manner of communicating on your cell phones. WhatsApp. Well, Facebook owns it. And they came out with new terms of service, which means everything that you say and do and all the knowledge that you have uh, in your account on WhatsApp, your name, your address, your phone number, your, your where you're at, your everything is going to be dumped onto Facebook now. So everything that you have done and all the information, your private information on WhatsApp is being given to Facebook. WhatsApp is crashing now. They're going to, uh, people are going to two other programs, tele, uh, uh, Telegram and Signal. And we'll talk about that in, in another category. But so every time these, these communists do something like this, the people dump them and move on to other play, other things. And it's, it's hard to believe that you can be so rich to, to just, say that's okay now there was a guy and this is true this there's a gentleman that created the internet the internet as you may or may not know was a government communication system developed by mit and all it was was people would go on there and and they could communicate anywhere on the world to people who had that internet and i did in in the 80s late 80s and then they discovered how to do uh, forums and bulletin boards where you can go and post things for sale or do do things like that. And then it went all to hell. But this guy who invented the original internet is looking at building a new one, a new type of worldwide web that is secure and anybody can get on. I, it, it, there's more to it. This is just a, a uh, idea that he's been, him and his friends have been putting up. Okay, now, understand we're under the economy. Now that the evil Trump is, is gone and uh, Dimwit or uh, Joe and his hoe, uh, how my friend put it, are going to be taking over the Mayor Lightfoot Beetlejuice. You ever look at Mayor Lightfoot that she's a strange creature? You're not, we're not sure if it's male or female. We think it's male or female, uh, uh, at least. And it's married to something that is not sure it's male or female. Anyway, so this uh, she looks like Beetlejuice. If, if you look at her... And remember Beetlejuice, you go, oh my God, that is that's that is Beetlejuice with uh, worse hair. She's the mayor of Chicago. So now that uh, Dimwit's going to be president, she is demanding that all of the lockdowns end. All the lockdowns need to end now. COVID's gone, don't you know? So we need to end all the lockdowns. Y- yeah, okay, fine. You're going to see that. You're going to see it now. The economy is going to be going crazy. 
people are going to be getting all kinds of work and money and all of this, and everything's going to be smooth sailing, right? Yeah, because Trump's gone, and they can uncontrol the lockdown. We'll see, I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right, now we're getting into the category of uh, food and health. We're going to do health first. This is health, all right? This, this uh, experimental solution that they're injecting into people in the world, it's not a... It's not a, a it's not a vaccination. You're not being vaccinated against anything. These are these are operating systems that are being uh, deployed, and they can't get the FDA approval to test these on animals. You ever think about that for a second? They can't test these on animals, so they're testing them on humans. None of these vaccinations, none of this, none of this stuff has been tested on animals. They're testing it all on humans now. So in nursing home, 24 dead, 137 infected after the vaccination. Now I'm going to have. Everything I talk about, I'm going to have up on my links page, which brings me to another point. When you go to armchairsurvivalist.com, on the left-hand side of the page, you're going to see show notes, and and, uh, you'll find the links. You go to show notes, find the date that you want to read about, click on it, and it'll take you to the show notes page for that show. If you go to show notes page, you're going to see it all the way down at the bottom, a counter. And for last week... I've had less than 20 people even go to that page. Now, for me to put up a page is about eight hours of work. Now, you 20 people that go there, I appreciate that, and I'm glad that you go there to check things out, but it's a waste of my time to keep putting up show notes when nobody looks at them. So that's, uh, I'm, I'm seriously considering ending off with those, because if, if, if all this work I do go, is to no avail, then I might as well not do it. Okay. Australia is coming. Now, Australia is a true fascist government. It's a, it's a fascist country. It's not communist yet. It's fascist. It's where the government controls everything. And it has for the past 20 years. The government in Australia will literally kill you if you disobey them. So what they're looking at doing is, uh, because of this, so many positive tests, this PCR test, which is fraud, People are testing testing positive. They want to quarantine them. So they're figuring out, you know what? We're just going to build giant quarantine camps in the outback. And anybody who tests positive, we're just going to ship them off there. We'll see what happens with that. Norway, 13 deaths so far from the Pfizer vaccine. Norway is recommended uh, recommending no uh, vaccinations, no shots to anybody over the age of 60. And we'll see where that goes. What it is is the people that are are, are older and frail... This just kills them. There is a massive, massive test that is finished. Uh, it has tested well over 25,000 children. And it is there, it's testing their, their masks, right? They're, what's happening with them and their masks. Of the 25,930 children studied, at least 18,000 had health complaints submitted by parents. This is insane. These children, these children, we're talking four-year-olds. We're talking six-year-olds. Their lungs are still developing. And these idiot sheeple put put a, an oxygen restriction device on their children. There is There are so many problems that are happening to children. And they're not just, they're not just uh, physical. They're psychologically being destroyed. And they're socially being destroyed. When you talk to somebody, you don't just talk to them. You look at their body language. You look at their smile. You look at their facial expressions. There are none with masks on. Everybody is is uh, the same at that point. You no longer have individualism. 
This is as close to evil as you can get. And these are parents doing it. These are teachers doing it. There's a uh, doctor, and he's on the internet. Uh, internet. He's on the internet, and he's known as uh, One Pissed Off Doctor. And he has something to say about this. It's Dr. Eric Naputi. I hope you're having a great day today. I- I'm just so blown away by this. I- I- I've seen this already so much, it's not even funny. And I need you to understand that the system is set up to kill people right now. There- there's. I just got off the phone with-, with-, with a patient of mine, her grandson, her daughter, and the pediatrician that takes care of this kid. This is a four-year-old little boy that got rushed to the emergency room last night because he was having shortness of breath, wheezy and cough. Guess what he has? This four-year-old has a bacterial infection in his lungs because of prolonged mask use. He's four. He's four years old, and this kid almost died because of the stupid-ass ignorant restrictions that there's no science behind. And the reason why there's no science behind it is because wearing these masks, especially for children, on a prolonged exposure can hurt you. We're seeing these reports happening all over the country. And by the way, the pediatrician confirmed it. So did they at the emergency room. This four-year-old got an overexposure exposure to bacteria because we breathe negative bad bacteria toxins come out of our body out of our mouth out of our skin out of our bowels and out of our out of our urine that's how we detox our body we've got to get the bad stuff out it comes out of our breath guess what this four-year-old had a bacterial respiratory infection and almost died they thought that this kid wasn't going to make it thank god the hospitals were able to help him but i wonder how many people right now are having these symptoms of bacterial respiratory infection and they think it's COVID. And they're they're going to the hospitals and getting put, hooked up on, on IVs and all this other kind of stuff that's going on. This is unbelievable. Four-year-old, this grandmother, this lady called me. I've known her for over a decade. She says, Dr. Eric, you're not going to believe this. I've got my daughter and the pediatrician on the phone with me right now. My grandson almost died last night because he got a viral, uh, sorry, a bacterial infection from wearing his mask too much. This is not okay. This has got to stop. We have gone too far. People are dying unnecessarily. People shouldn't be dying anyway. But they're not dying from COVID. They're dying from the side effects that the idiots that are in charge, who shouldn't be in charge, are killing our kids, killing our adults, and killing each other. You guys, the people, between 40,000 and 60,000 Americans died in nursing homes because idiots like the governor of New York and other idiot governors mandated that the nursing homes take positive COVID patients back inside. And by the way, they didn't even look at the research and data that shows that if zinc and D are low in patients that are in nursing homes, that they have almost a 40 to 50 percent chance of dying from any type of disease, including respiratory viruses. The, new, the information has been out there, but has been suppressed on purpose. Why? To kill people, because when people die, it scares the hell out of people and it helps push a narrative of fear and control. This has got to end. How many more people are going to have to die? How many more kids? are going to end up in the hospital. How many more kids are scared to death? I just talked to a 16-year-old kid yesterday who's scared to death that he's going to die from COVID, doesn't have any symptoms whatsoever, but is scared to death because every time he coughs or sneezes or whatever, he thinks he's going to die because that's what he's seen on social media. This is stupid. This is ignorant. This I just cannot believe that this is happening. This is like the world's worst dream that's ever been around. Well, let me tell you something. It's time for us to wake up from this nightmare. It's time for us to step up, step up and stand up. Doctors, I 
am imploring you, please tell your patients the truth. Tell your patients the reasons why you don't wear a mask all the time during flu and cold season is because a mask does not stop the spread of a virus. And why we wear them, why we're in the surgical rooms is so we don't spit into an open wound. That's the reason why we don't wear them to try to stop the spread of viruses and bacteria. We're wearing them so we don't spit in someone else's wound that's open. And by the way, there's not been a vaccine that's been created that can actually stop an RNA virus. And there won't be. And by the way, the criteria for a successful vaccine, if you'd wake up and please see what's happening, is not to stop the spread. It's not to stop infection rates. It's not to stop hospitalizations or deaths. It is to, to slow the, the risk of symptoms. That's it. What is the point? Stop it. There's more of us than there are of them. Please understand that there is now a time that we have got to wake up. Take these masks off your children. Take this mask off yourself. Get some air. Breathe some quality. Smile at people. It, it's, it comes back to you. Four-year-old little boy, St. Louis, Missouri, almost died yesterday. His grandmother and mother took him to the emergency room. The pediatrician said, you have a respiratory bacterial infection because of overexposure and over-prolonged use of a mask. And he's wearing a cloth mask, the ones that you see everywhere all over the place. Please, for the love of God, download this video. Share this video all over social media. Download it and share it to your friends. Text it. Go do a watch party later because people need to see what's really happening. And the guy who supposedly wants to become the president wants to mandate masks for 90 days? How many respiratory infections are we going to have? How many children are going to die? How many immunocompromised people are going to die because of that? It is beyond out of control. It is time to push back. And you push back with knowledge, wisdom, and actions. Enough is enough. Take off the mask. Get yourself some zinc. Get yourself some D. Get yourself some sunshine. Eat some quality food. Get your body to the right weight that it can be at. And you don't have anything to fear. COVID-19 is a self-limiting disease in 99.97% of the world. All right, we're still in the health department. I've been getting information from various employees of different hospitals that there's something there's something afoot. Let's just put it that way. And this professional nurse has the same thoughts. I work for a large hospital system in Broward County, Florida, on the anesthesia team. Last night, the house nurse manager came to my department and told us that we must prepare for a COVID crisis that's going to start next week. And they're going, the hospital will be taking part of our recovery unit, anesthesia recovery unit, to house COVID patients. And that we should, that we cannot allow surgical patients' families to come visit them, which we do pre and post surgery, pre and post anesthesia. And I looked at her and I said, how do you know we're going you're going to need our rooms our maze and how do you know there's going to be a crisis next week she tilted down her glasses she looked at me and she said you know what's going on by now and i said yeah i do and everyone else just went oh here we go again and shrugged their shoulders does anyone else find this really strange besides me it's about time that this whole corrupted stinking system is brought down because i'm really hating my job right now i can't stand this corruption anymore so this 
we we all know the COVID thing is nineteen thing is a fraud. Uh, we we all know that people are dying, but they die all the time anyway, and the death rate hasn't changed because of the so-called COVID nineteen. Now to input a little levity into this, the resident comedian has some, shall we say, self-help suggestions for both men and women. And you'll see there's one little skit here for men and then there's one little skit for women. Men, have you ever gotten in trouble with your lady because you communicated rationally? And has she ever been upset, but you made it worse by trying to be sensible? Big mistakes! Well, make these mistakes no more with the new man scripts. They'll help you keep your lady happy by telling her what she wants to hear. I gained weight and these pants don't fit anymore. Am I getting fat? The objective measurements of your body literally getting bigger have no basis in reality. I don't believe in science. Therefore, you're absolutely not getting fat. You're so brave. You get seven different scripts to cover you in the seven most common scenarios that men screw up the most. Like the, she's mad at you script. That's not what I meant. You're putting words in my mouth. It obviously is. I mean, you don't even do any chores around here. You know what? You are right. Because of the intensity of your emotions and your willingness to keep naming things that I do wrong that are completely unrelated to the first thing we were originally talking about, I can tell that I am wrong. I am sorry. I am wrong with all that I do as well as who I am at the core of my being. Can you ever forgive me despite the fact that my existence is unforgivable? The she got a new haircut script. Hey babe, do you like my new hair? God yes. I love it way more than your old style before that is also equal to this one because I've always thought you're just as beautiful as you are now even though you just got more beautiful than ever. The only thing that can potentially distract me from the sexy flowing beauty of your hair is the deep radiant beauty I see in your eyes right now. I think both of our lives will undoubtedly change for the better because of your new hair. All you have to do is read off the right script and you have no more problems. Oh my God, babe, I just had such an amazing shopping day. I got like 11 outfits. How much did you spend? About $1,100, but they were all on sale, so I saved about $250. Well, that sounds very reasonable. Spending $1,100 to save $250 is a brilliant way to save money. It will be an honor for me to pay the credit card bill this month. And all your other clothes you have in your overflowing closet obviously wouldn't work to keep wearing because of erosion and the general instability of solid-state matter. Furthermore, I'm sure all the high-waisted jeans you bought will not make you look like Steve Urkel. I can't wait to see you in them, beautiful. She's happy because you're telling her what she wants to hear. Do you mind if we watch a little of the game my favorite team's playing? Well, I really want to watch The Bachelor. Don't you want to watch it? Of course I want to watch The Bachelor. Perhaps we should also record it so we can watch it again because it is such a deep, soulful show. It's almost too much to take in with just one viewing. The suspense of not knowing what will happen is driving me crazy. I wonder if there will be drama and fighting between the girls while they compete to see who can objectify themselves the most as a way of controlling this one man so that one of them can ultimately use him to fill the void of her daddy issues that she cares. However it plays out, I'm sure it'll end in true love. Is it on yet? I can't wait. 
Clinical studies have shown that men using manuscripts get in 97% less trouble with their ladies. So, what side of the family do you think we should visit this year for Christmas? What a very open-minded question, honey. The fact that we've gone to your parents' house for the past four years probably means we should go to your parents' house for a fifth year in a row. That sounds like it'd be incredibly fair to me. My family's dead to me. Manuscripts are written by hysterical, bleeding women, so you know the work. Are you ever gonna take the garbage out? I am the worst. I apologize for disrespecting the divine goddess that you are by thinking you might take it out for once. My failure to conform to gender roles that are stereotypically male, while we refuse to let you be held hostage by a single stereotypical female role, shows my weakness in character. I will take it out right away and then get started folding the laundry so that you can be free of toxic masculinity. Stop being an idiot, making your lady upset. Get manuscripts today. Hi, women. Do you ever get frustrated that your man can't seem to understand you? Do you try to communicate with him in a mature way, and he still just can't seem to get it? Worry no longer, because woman scripts are here to save the day. When he gets confused, instead of trying to explain more using your own thoughts, only to have him get more confused, just pull out woman scripts and watch his confusion transform into understanding. Like when he won't listen to your problem because he's just trying to fix it. It's been so strange. At work. Well, what can I do to fix this? Well, I don't need you to do anything. What do you mean? Like, why would you be telling me this then? I'm a capable person, so I don't need you to fix anything. I just need you to listen. It's just like when you're watching football and your team is struggling. You don't step on the field and do anything for them. You just keep watching. That's what I need you to do for me right now. Oh, okay. There's different woman scripts for the most common situations that confuse your man. Just pull out the script that's right for the situation and enjoy finally feeling understood. Like with the he doesn't understand cuddling script. Can you cuddle with me? Why do you want to cuddle? You know how you can't sit on the toilet without having your phone in your hand because you feel lonely without it. You holding me gives me that same feeling of connection. Just pretend I'm your phone. Oh, well, why didn't you just say so? Most women make the mistake of trying to communicate with their man using a mature style of communication, but you can't teach algebra to a two-year-old. So why would you try to communicate maturely to a man? Woman scripts helps you never make that mistake again. Woman scripts are written by immature men for men, so you know your man will understand you. Pregnancy is so hard. Is why? Yes, in pregnancy, something is growing inside my body. It would be like if your testicles started to grow into the size of softballs and took all your energy, while your scrotum didn't stretch very much. Well, that doesn't sound very comfortable at all. Nine out of ten doctors recommend using woman scripts to communicate with your man instead of using your own words and thoughts. Tired of him being clueless about his toxic masculinity? Just pull out the "he's being misogynistic and doesn't know it" script. I got you this vacuum as a gift. I saw it and I just thought of you. Uh, it's kind of offensive. No, it's a really nice one. You know when we watched the Tiger King, how depressed it was to see all those tigers in captivity? Well, you getting me this vacuum as a gift makes me feel like a caged tiger, and it makes you seem like Joe Exotic. Oh, sorry. That seems like a miracle. And tired of being frustrated trying to explain to your man why you're not in the mood until you're blue in the face? Let women scripts do it for you. I'm not really in the mood tonight. What do you mean? Like, how is that even possible? 
Remember when you watched the video of your sister giving birth and you threw up because of how gross it was? That's the same level of turn on I feel towards you right now. Oh, so it's almost like you don't want to have sex. Finally, your man will be able to understand you when you take you out of the equation. Say goodbye to frustration and say hello to feeling understood with woman scripts. All right, now we're getting into the health department. There are some recalls I want to get your attention on. One of them is another pet food uh, recall, unfortunately. It's Midwestern Pet Foods. It's uh, They're recalling over 19 brands. There have been over 70 dogs die so far. It is a fungus that grows on corn. Anyway, I'll have a link on my show notes page that uh, you can go and you can see exactly which ones it is. Now, some years ago, for my birthday, my son and, and my wife bought me this ice cream cake from Baskin Robbins. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. And I, like I always do, I want to see what, what the ingredients are, which they should have done in the first place. There were half a dozen ingredients in there that were questionable. And the only reason I'd eat any of it is just to make them happy until I I read the bottom and it said product of China. Well, they went back instantly. An American company importing pre-made ice cream cakes from China. That apparently has been going on since then. New ice cream has been coming out of China still, and they're doing tests on it just for the hell of it. They decided to do a PCR test on the ice cream, and it's coming up positive. So ice cream from China is now infected. You guys, I don't, I don't understand how anybody in their right mind can ever eat anything that comes from China. Anything. So if you got some ice cream from anywhere and you look at it, don't, don't say, oh, look, it's on sale. I'm going to buy it. Look at your products. I don't care if it's ice cream or toilet paper. Look at your products. If it's a product of China, don't buy it. Everything from China is contaminated one way or another. Did you know who the person is in the United States that owns the most farmland? Well, the Ice Age farmer does, that's for sure. A new report today found that Bill Gates is the number one private owner of U.S. farmland, having amassed nearly a quarter million acres. What do you expect this guy's going to do with all that farmland? Is he going to install some swales, a nice permaculture food forest, some regenerative, holistic agriculture with free range, but no, no, this guy, we know he's investing in bug-based proteins and plant-based proteins. He's uh, the guy who's funding a GMO super cow. He's the same guy that funds Impossible Foods, which has the mission of ending animal agriculture. This guy is killing our food production in every way imaginable. He is defiling God's creation, inverting everything that is good and true. And it must concern us that he is purchasing so much of our farmland that he now is the number one owner. Countries are locking down their soybeans, even as the USDA continues to lie about ending stocks and what's going on here in the United States, as they are eating out our substance. Because this market analyst said exactly the same thing today, as I said in my video. This is Ray Grabansky. The USDA's report yesterday bumped up 20 million bushels in imports for soybeans, just to keep our ending stocks the same. But where are we going to import these soybeans from? Because we know Argentina has stopped their exports. Brazil is out. Russia has stopped their exports. Ukraine has stopped their exports. China is the one doing all the buying. There's nowhere to go. The USDA is making this up to keep the whole shell game running and to make sure that China can continue to eat out our substance. So I just wanted to point out 
that this is not some crazy conspiracy theorist on YouTube making stuff up. This is hitting the market. Analysts and traders know what's going on right now. And that's why it's imperative that I get this out so that you know what's going on right now too. But I want to answer one of the questions I got. Why is it happening? Who is doing this? What is the agenda behind this engineered food shortage? Because indeed, it is these billionaires and their technocratic agenda to implement transhumanist food supply, a total takeover of our food supply, and uh, replacing, again, everything that's good and true with a fake synthetic food, which, for one, makes us weak and dumbed down, right? As Bertrand Russell says, diet injections and injunctions will conspire to create humans that can't even resist their government. That's what the state wants. But for another, if you can't grow your own food, you must work in their factories. You must eat. They control you. Control food, you control the people. Henry Kissinger. These are They have telegraphed their intentions for a long time now. And Bill Gates is just the front man with the dough to make it happen. So what is this guy, who now is the number one owner of U.S. farmland, doing with all that farmland? Here's a brief look at where that land is that Bill Gates has purchased. A lot of it has been incorporated into this leading harvest organization, and it's all about creating sustainable agriculture. Oh, one of those Agenda 2030 buzzwords we know. Right, We know what's behind that green mask. April 22nd of last year, on Earth Day, the same day the Pope released his missive about a jubilee for the Earth and getting rid of capitalism to give Gaia her Sabbath. They're all working together here. Leading Harvest, an agricultural sustainability venture, providing the first scalable industry-wide solution to urgent issues facing us. Like what? Like climate change and biodiversity. Hmm, another set of keywords straight from Agenda 2030 and the UN. What are we doing in the name of climate change and biodiversity? I'll come back to that in a second, because who else is in on this with Bill Gates? It has generous support from the Walton family, the family behind Walmart, of course. So these billionaires are all in on this together. In fact, we've read before, billionaires are the ones who are funding these indoor vertical farming companies. Plenty is an indoor vertical farm. It's also funded by Jeff Bezos. Where can you find Plenty's fake food? It's grown indoors in these vertical things. Oh, well, Bezos also owns Whole Foods. So sure enough, as soon as he bought Whole Foods, within a year, within a year, you could start buying this fake grown, this indoor fake food at Whole Foods. This is the kind of stuff that these billionaires are funding. It is replacement agriculture. They even use that word alternative agriculture. So climate change and biodiversity. Let's look more at what those things. Of course, Google is another company that's in on this. They've invented these mineral inspecting robots. Well, we don't need farmers anymore. We're replacing farming and ranching. It's dirty and antiquated and old, a barbarous relic from the past. Much like gold, right? We don't need these things anymore. Not in the new normal. We'll have these robots wander around. This is their farm of the future, according to Alphabet. And so when you look at what he means, what is a sustainable agriculture? What is the number one owner of farmland in the U.S. Bill Gates going to do with it in the name of biodiversity? Well, we've already seen Boris Johnson build upon the U.N.'s recommendation that we start rewilding our farms, meaning we just, we stop farming, stop growing food. We don't need that stuff anyway, right? We're moving towards the fake food, the transhumanist food. University of Sheffield's study finds sheep farmers could profit by shifting to forest, according to research. In other words, get rid of the sheep, we'll pay you carbon offsets. 
makes no economic sense whatsoever. There's nothing being produced, but there's money being paid. That's the, only in a technocratic system could this actually work. Just We're just going to pay you to do nothing. And this is what it looks like. Again, remember, Bill Gates talks about investing in impossible foods. Here it is. Bill Gates investing in impossible foods, which has its mission of ending animal agriculture. Their CEO is now out there saying, let's just get rid of, let's get rid of the cows. It's the same guy that said it's game over for the meat industry and they don't even realize it yet. Now, it's not marketing for him to get up and say that. He's not just trying to get impossible food stock up. That's the agenda. That's why that company exists. That's why he was installed there to deliver on this promise to get us away from good, healthy proteins and fats and onto the synthetic lab-grown trash that the same people are funding right now, the number one owner of U.S. farmland. What else is he going to do with that farmland? He's going to stop using it. They're going to shut down the farms. In the name of sustainability and climate change and biodiversity, we have to stop farming. We've seen that. Boris Johnson is delivering on that promise. Gates Ag One is another venture that has been highly funded lately. This is a separate venture from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. The whole point is to, quote, bring scientific breakthroughs to small farmers whose yields are threatened by climate change. Again, invoking the woke agenda here. It will work with the Gates Foundation's agricultural development team and other partners needed to accelerate the development of innovations. See if you can watch the pattern in the words here. The goal, quote, to empower small farms with affordable, high-quality tools, technologies like GMO seeds and genetically engineered cows and robots from Google's Mineral and Bill Gates' AI and the resources they need to lift themselves out of poverty. We need to accelerate access to these products and services. We didn't think the research was happening fast enough. It wasn't flowing down in a time frame that can reach them. In short, again, they are hoping to artificially accelerate the process of introducing new technologies to farmers through investment, private public partnerships, and so forth. Accelerate, accelerate, accelerate. We must take over food faster, right? We know that the grand solar minimum is driving the timetable for these things, and evidently they weren't meeting their milestones fast enough. We got to give another billion dollars to Ag One to make sure we go in and we rip out the heirloom genetics and the indigenous practices from these other parts of the world and install our GMO seeds and our ridiculous practices. Here's another thing he's funding. How a Bill Gates-backed startup plans to save farming with artificial intelligence. You know, stepping back, the goal of Ag1 is to take control over the genetic diversity on this planet. They're going around, you can read a lot from Vandana Shiva. She writes about this and done some great studies. They're going around taking seed samples from all these indigenous farmers around the world and scanning them in and looking at the different genes, the different genomes of all these crops, and then selectively editing them, patenting them, and then selling them off once they own these robust, incredible genetics that have been passed down from farmer to farmer over generations of humanity. That's what the artificial intelligence that Bill Gates is doing, is up to. It's it's looking at the genetic diversity on this planet and rewriting it. Like I said, it is defiling God's creation. He's just an agent of this agenda here. Now, there's an organization called AGRA, that did this report, The Man Behind the Curtain. It looked at the participants in the UN Food Systems Summit, which is coming up here shortly. In fact, all of these, you know, the Barilla Reset the Table from Farm to Fork conference was all about feeding ideas and intelligence into the UN Food Systems Summit, much like the World Economic Forum is about to host their Great Reset conference. So too is the UN about to host this UN Food Systems Summit, which will envision 
this next decade up to 2030, the roadmap of how they were going to replace everything that is good about farming and ranching with the technocrats' own systems. The AgriWatch organization, in their research into the UN Food Systems Summit, found, quote, AgriWatch analyzed the signatories finding of the 12 total individuals involved in the UN Food Systems Summit, 11 of them had past or even current connections to the Gates Foundations. In some instances, the organizations were directly funded by the Gates Foundation, and in others, Gates funded specific programs that had major roles. So his fingers aren't just in it. Almost every single one of the participants is working for Bill Gates. He's the author of the UN Food System Summit. So when we hear the UN saying, well, it looks like we're going to have to eat bugs. Oh, we're going to have to start rewilding up to 50%, right? Get the people off of it, get the farms off of it, get the animals off of it. It, restore biodiversity, stop the pandemics because of the zoonotic threat. All of the all of this narrative is all about the same. They're shutting down food production, and actually, more broadly, they're shutting down all economic activity, all human activity, shoving us into the smart cities. I really appreciate AgriWatch's uh, investigations here and finding that he's so thoroughly involved with the UN Food Systems Summit. He's clearly driving, or his money and the people, the forces behind him are clearly driving this complete rewrite of the food systems. Much like the Rockefeller reset the table agenda said, oh, it turns out that nutrition is important to human health. And now that we've got these pandemics, we had to implement medical martial law. But it turns out that nutrition is important. So since we have a health crisis, we're also going to have to take over all of your food productions and your nutritional needs. They've, they've married these two things. Finally, after years of ignoring nutrition completely in terms of human health, now they have acknowledged the role there so that they can make the case that they must take over food as well. In an unrelated story, the European Union has just authorized eating mealworms. Yes, they are. They have authorized companies in the European Union to use mealworms. These are beetle larvas. Well, they're, they're quite quite, um, how do I put this? The word bizarre isn't the right one. They're filling. They're quite filling. And they're extremely high in protein. Uh, And you can use them in all kinds of things. They're going to be using them in cookies. They're going to be using them in ice cream and grinding grinding them up and and mixing them with plant and making patties out of them like hamburger patties. Now, they, they do say allergic reactions are likely to occur. Well, I can't wait till they authorize them here in the United States so I can have me a fresh beetle burger. All right, now we're in the category of the liberal psychosis. This is all about the party of racism, intolerance, anger, hate, fraud, violence, and fear. Amazon, I, you, you probably heard about this. Amazon is shutting down, or they already have, Parler service. Parler is supposed to have been a, a website that's little, kind of like Facebook, kind of like Twitter, kind of like... You know, places where conservatives can go. Well, because they screwed up and they um, had Amazon host them on their cloud. See, this is the stupid I keep telling people don't do. Do nothing on the cloud. The definition of the cloud is somebody else's server. And if you're going to rely on somebody else's server, they're going to screw you. Do nothing on the cloud. Store nothing on the cloud because they can shut it off and you can't get anything you've stored there. Parlor's off. Parlor's down. It's gone. Now, here's the other thing. Not only is Parlor down, but there is an organization called ICANN. This is the International Corporation of Names. What ICANN does is it keeps a register of IP addresses 
and the names that go on those IP addresses, such as survivalenterprises.com, se1.us, parlor.com. That was sold to China. So the communist Chinese control ICANN, and they deleted all Parler's IP addresses and names. So no matter what they do, they can't come back as Parler. This, what's happening is this is the cancel culture. This is what communists do when they take over a country. The first thing they do is they cancel every one of the opposition. Vimeo is a video service. It's like Facebook. It's like uh, YouTube, kind of, okay? Except you pay. You get a business account, and you can pay, and you can post these videos on there, and very well professionally done and all that stuff. Well, they're starting to, to uh, censor people as well. It is astounding what they do with it. People actually go there and they pay. They pay to be put on there. CNN, and I was hearing rumors of this, they want to get rid of Fox News. So CNN is pushing hard. They're going to, they're sending letters to all of the, the advertisers on Fox and it's threatening them and all of this stuff. They want Fox News to be booted off the airways. That's, that's how you do it. Again, communists, when the communists take over, the first thing they do is they get rid of all the opposition. Even talk radio. Now, not the talk radio that you and I are used to, but the owner has decided that he's tired of listening to the conservatives bitch and whine about how bad the election was and that it was uh, stolen and uh, and it was a conspiracy by the Democrats and the communists in the United States and, you know, on and on and on. It's called Cumulus Media. It's also known as Westwood One. Now, on this uh, these networks, on this network is Mark Levin, Ben Shapiro, Dan uh, Bongino, and there's others out there. So this is a quote-unquote conservative network that's now censoring the conservatives. And here's another thing, AIG insurance. There's a conservative commentator saying that AIG canceled his insurance because they didn't like his social media post. That's why I don't have a Facebook page. I don't want some pinhead liberal saying, I don't like what you're saying, and then finding a way to screw with me. Law enforcement today, very, very, I mean, this is law enforcement today. This is this is their actual Facebook page has just been blocked by uh, Twitter and Facebook. So the law enforcement today can't even get on. The New York Bar Association is moving to eject Rudy Giuliani from uh, the New York Bar. Wall Street Bank's have come out and they said, we are freezing all political donations. Now, that that's. let me explain what commie speak is. When they say we're freezing all political donations in commie speak, what they're saying is, we're not going to be donating to any Republicans now. And they're threatening all pro-Trump politicians that we might just lock your account as it is. Forbes came out and is warning companies against hiring anybody who had been in the Trump administration. All of these commies screw with everyone. I, I've been screwed with so many times, it's ridiculous. Candace Owens got screwed with, except she's, she's not taking it. Facebook is trying to delete me. Big tech is trying to delete us, our movement. We must stop them. You are smart. Long ago, you stopped believing in the corrupt corporate media. You canceled the newspapers and cable shows and began reading your news from social platforms. Dominant on those platforms were conservative voices, like mine. We are the Americans who did not have a voice in traditional media. 
Honestly, do you think the left wants me to have a platform to speak? But I can have a voice here on my own social platforms. I can be heard. That freedom infuriates the left, who used to own complete control over our information. So they hatched a plan to silence me and all of us conservatives. And Facebook is paying them for it. Here is how it works. In 2016, hysterical liberals had to find someone to blame for their humiliating loss to Donald Trump. In their minds, they could not possibly have lost due to their own horrendous candidates or policies or their own failing message, so they attacked the one thing that they did not have total control over, social media companies. They applied extreme pressure to silence or censor fake news, which was just a fancy way of saying news that they don't like. Facebook bent to that pressure and created a fact checker network with godlike powers over all of us. Here is how Facebook fact checking works. A website you have never heard of, run by partisan beta leftists, stalk the pages of your favorite conservative personalities. Whenever we say anything they disagree with, these fact checkers write a vicious partisan hit piece. Then they harass us and our audience by slapping hazardous warning labels on what we have posted. Many times, those labels say missing context or disputed. Yes, thanks, Facebook. Every political argument in America is disputed. Every argument is indeed missing some context. But the insanity continues. These hack checkers, as I like to call them, would be just an annoyance, but Facebook gives them the ability to destroy the reach of our content so we cannot communicate with you. They demonetize our pages so we can't make a living producing content for our audiences. And here is the breathtaking part. Most of these fact checks are pure partisan bile. They are false, fake, untrue. But there is no recourse for your favorite conservative creators. We are held at gunpoint by these partisan hacks. And Facebook is giving them the gun. This is why I am suing the Facebook fact checkers. I'm suing them on behalf of you, your favorite creators and news sites, on behalf of our freedom of speech and thought. So who are these hack checkers? Well, I'm suing a site called Lead Stories. Lead Stories is run by a former CNN employee of 26 years who makes a living cannibalizing and slandering conservative content and creators. His website has published disputed fake news stories, including one that went after my content personally. And so I'm going after him personally. Here is an important question. Who funds Lead Stories? According to their own masthead, Lead Stories is funded by Facebook and Google, along with ByteDance. And what is ByteDance? It's a Beijing-based company that owns the TikTok spyware app. Our own Justice Department says the company is a national security threat and compromised by the Communist Party of China. Facebook, then, is paying for fact-checkers funded by an arm of the Communist Party of China to censor my content here in America. The Communist Party of China has more say over my content than the First Amendment. This is insanity. It's un-American. It's dangerous. And it needs to stop.
there is not a more remarkable time in this country for patriots to stand up and fight than right now when we are being turned into a Marxist, communist, socialist country right in front of our faces. The average person is being censored. The idea of Facebook was, hey, let's bring everybody together and they can talk and share ideas. Well, they don't like the ideas. So now they're just shutting anybody down that they don't like. This has to stop. What do people do that don't have access to attorneys like that? Well, you know what? It's it's actually a very good question. I'm glad that you brought it up because here's what's actually scary. After we filed our lawsuit, Facebook then decided to change their terms of service effective on December 20th, which makes it impossible. A, a part of saying that you're going to use Facebook or you're going to use Instagram, you have to go into a contract with them, which stipulates now that you will not join a class action lawsuit. And they did this, no doubt, because I oh launched my, my against them. We have never ever seen this much censorship ever in America. It is incredible. Ever, our, our, the president of the United States is being censored every time he tweets. People are being censored by talking about their real experiences. I knew that this was going to happen when I saw the power that fact checkers have. These are human beings. These are activists. These are liberals that are behind the scenes censoring the way that we communicate with one another if it goes against a type of thought that they endorse themselves. I mean, what we are seeing is stuff that we would imagine living under the USSR, that we would imagine um, living under Hugo Chavez in Venezuela. We would never imagine this in America. For those of you that don't know, the backstory, quick backstory here is that I got censored by Facebook fact checkers, a random website that no one's ever heard of, which was given the permission to censor my Facebook page. Turned out the guy who runs the Facebook fact checkers is a man named Alan Duke, a a former CNN editor of 26 years suddenly left CNN to start a fact-checking firm, and within two years, Facebook decided to take him on and make him a fact-checker. Seems a little shady. USA Today, also they're fact-checkers. Every time I get fact-checked, I I look up these people to see how they lean. They're all extremely left-leaning. So we know what has happened is that Democrats and leftists have put their little Marxists into these positions of power to fact-check and censor opinions. I know you're probably watching this, Zuckerberg. You can fact-check this. Factcheckzuck.com, Candace Owens versus Mark Zuckerberg's um, little fleet of weak fact checkers. But if my money on it, my money's on me. This is why I am fighting. Our freedoms are at stake. Our movement is at stake. We know these battles are taking place all over the world. Do you wish to support me in my efforts against these hack checkers? Well, the easiest thing you can do right now is share this video. If you wish to donate in support, you can head to www.factcheckzuck.com. We will fight, and we will win. Now, there's more. The, the communists that are in control of the United States, they're looking at, at uh, purging the military of hate groups. Now, if you're conservative, you're considered a hate group. I don't care what group you're in, it's a hate group. So that's what they're looking at doing. If you're in any organization, including the NRA, they want to kick you out of the military. Now we got to mention something about Jack Dorsey again. This is the uh, strange creature that runs Twitter, that owns Twitter. James O'Keefe, the owner of Project Veritas, came out with a recording that had been given to Project Veritas by a, a, an employee of, of uh, Twitter. And this is basically what it was. You should always feel free to express yourself in whatever format manifestation feels right. We do intend to do a full retro, as I said in my note. It is going to take some time. And then the, the other thing, just to 
will close out a little bit. We are focused on one account right now, but this is going to be much bigger than just one account, and it's going to go on for much longer than just this day, this week, the next few weeks, and on beyond the inauguration. We have to expect that. We have to be ready for that. So the focus is certainly on this account and um, how it ties to real-world violence, but also we need to think much longer term around how these dynamics play out over time. I don't believe this is going away anytime soon, and the moves that we're making today uh, around QAnon, uh, for instance, the one such example of a much broader approach that we should be looking at and going deeper on. So the team has a lot of work and a lot of focus on this particular issue. Uh, we also need to give them the space and the support to focus on the, the much bigger picture, uh, because it is, it is not going away. Um, there, you know, the, the U.S. is extremely divided. Our platform is uh, showing that every single night, and our role is to protect the integrity of that conversation uh, and do what we can to make sure that no one is being harmed uh, based off that. And, and that is the focus, and that is the, the color we're going to provide. There you have it, Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter, recorded by one of his own employees, an insider whistleblower at Twitter, recorded saying this is going to be much bigger than just one account, revealing some censorship. You can see our motto at Veritas, our organization protected by an army of citizen patriots. We've had over a dozen people reach out to us this week with video, evidence inside Twitter. Stay tuned. They may be private companies, but they have more power than all three branches of government. Veritas Tips. At protonmail.com. Now there is an app and a website, gab.com. Gab.com is like Twitter. And what Twitter had done in the past week or so, banned President Trump, disbanded his account, and deleted his whole account. So he couldn't go in there and copy all of his all of his tweets. Well, Gab, over the years, has downloaded every single tweet that President Trump has done. And they actually created they created an account for Trump whenever he wants it with all of his tweets just sitting there waiting for him. As soon as that was announced, Gab started gaining 10,000 users an hour. 10,000 users an hour. Remember when I mentioned that WhatsApp was uh, giving all your private information to Facebook? Well, people by the hundreds and thousands are quitting WhatsApp and they're going to Signal. Signal becomes the number one app. The number one app on earth. And you can download that at your, your Play Store. Oh, a, a good a good thing's happened this week. I got a notice from a, a gentleman I know. He owns an ISP, Internet Service Provider, in northern Idaho. He just banned Facebook and Twitter from his ISP. So if you have Facebook and Twitter and you're in north Idaho and, you, and it doesn't show up, well, you, what you need to do is call them up and say, can I have them, please? And they'll uh, they'll release it to you. Now, Antifa. Oh, Antifa's not done. Antifa's not done. Antifa now has been granted credence by the communists that control the United States. Again, these people want to be known as Democrats, but they're pure communists. Antifa is uh, forcing a Portland bookstore out of business because they, they are going to dare to sell a book that was written by an undercover journalist about them. It's all factual and true, but Antifa is, is uh, shutting this bookstore down. And of course, this is in Portland, Oregon. This is a, a communist enclave, so the police aren't going to do a damn thing. Now, you know when the when the Capitol was overran, we all know, including the FBI, was that that was uh, orchestrated and controlled and pretty much done by about 90% Antifa. Well, because some people after that threatened Antifa, 
Antifa decided to uh, explain to them exactly, exactly who controls the streets of New York City. And the day after the Capitol had its uh, little incursion, Antifa marched through New York City shouting, We own the MFing streets. They actually have advertised garb on. They have masks on, full head masks, full face masks that have Antifa printed on the side. Antifa is a communist organization. There were hundreds of them marching through not just New York City, but Washington, D.C. the day after. All right, now we're getting under the category of the government threat. So all of these people, all of these uh, the, the uh, Trumpers, the Trumpists, uh, all of these Trump supporters, all of these Americans that went to Washington, D.C., all of them that had children who weren't conservative are turning them in, quote-unquote. So after this, this so-called Capitol Hill riot, their children are ratting them out. Whether they did anything or not, the children are communicating with the bosses of these people, with the owners of the companies they run, with everyone they can to uh, make their parents wrong. Democrat senator. I use the term Democrat loosely just so some people can understand that that's what they call themselves, but they are, again, they are communists. He reintroduces a domestic terror bill that singles out only the people. This is this is this scumball Dick Durbin of Illinois. He is scum. And he knows he's scum, but he enjoys it because he likes those $5,000 suits that he can afford. It is to turn conservatives into domestic terrorists. So I guess... After the attack on the Capitol, the attack on the Capitol, I hope that Congress can finally come together and do something to address this threat. We are a threat to them. You know, there's a squad. It's, it's, they call it the squad. And this is a group of uh, racist black females, mostly. Now they got a, a male on there. At least I think he's a male who hate America and they're communists. There's one of them. She's disgusting. And she was, his name is Presley, Congresswoman Presley. And she was uh, she was at the Capitol during this this uh, incursion or whatever you want to call this this uh, they they call it a riot they call it an insurrection they call it all kinds of crap. Well, she she was in a safe room. This is a room where nobody can break into. But she had to leave. You know, she had to leave because there were too many white supremacists in there. You see, if you're white, you're automatically a white supremacist. Now the FBI had come out and said, you know, we didn't, we had no clue that this was going to happen. We, we were caught unawares. Well, they lied, and they, they reversed their uh, course on that and said, yeah, 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 we knew, we knew what was going to happen. Of course they knew. They had their fingers on the pulse of Antifa because Antifa was advertising for people to uh, go to the Capitol and start problems. So they decided to impeach Trump again. Now, the reason they're, they're going through this, this uh, kangaroo court, this facade of double impeachment, is because if he is impeached again through both the House and the Senate, he can never run for office again. And they're deathly afraid of that. Well, there were 10 Republicans, 10 Republicans who voted to impeach Trump. And you're going to know every one of these names and go, well, they're just rhinos. I've known them for years. Representative Liz Cheney of Wyoming. Representative Anthony Gonzalez of Ohio. Representative Jamie Herrera Butler of Washington. John Katko of New York, Adam Kissinger of Illinois, Peter Meher of Washington, I'm sorry, Michigan, Dan Newhouse of Washington, Tom Rice of South Carolina, Fred Upton of Michigan, David Vallado of California, 
Remember those names. These are the 10 traitors that decided to impeach Trump. Why are they impeaching Trump? They claim, well, first off, they violated the whole rules of the Constitution. They, they had no, there was no trial. There was no proof. There was no evidence. But the, because the communists controlled the House, they just pushed it right through anyway. They just don't want him to run again, ever. So another black racist in, this, in the uh, House came out and said, you know, we need to have a uh, more inclusive national anthem. More inclusive. This is the majority whip, James Clyburn. He's a black racist. So let's take the song that blacks sing all the time, Lift Every Voice and Sing. Let's have a black national anthem. Not a white and a black, or white or black. Let's have a black national anthem. Remember the uh, female communist black racist squad member who who said uh, she, she had to leave the safe room because of the white supremacists? She also says that I'm not going to allow any return to normal. We're not going to have any return to normal. After this COVID's done, there is not going to be return to normal. Now the House is also talking about how the entire Internet needs to change because of this capital incursion it had. People can communicate too easily over the Internet. That needs to change. The Internet needs to be locked down and more controlled. Now, I know if you're a patriot, you've seen the flyers. They were sent all around the Internet. They're on all these pages. Uh, When democracy is destroyed, refuse to be silenced. Armed march on Capitol Hill and all state capitals. So January 17th, demand, demand freedom and the corruption. Stand up for liberty. Okay, it's a red background with blue and yellow letters on it. This is almost a duplicate of, of flyers that were handed out in, in uh, communist countries and, and uh, Nazi Germany. This is a false flag, and I hope everybody out there understood this. This is a false flag. This is created by the communists in the United States. See, that you have the evil in the United States, which all Democrats are in collusion with. And that's who put this out. Don't fall for it. I know you've heard about how the National Guard is in Washington, D.C. This is the largest mobilization of the National Guard since Vietnam. Every state, every state, all 50 states, three territories, and the District of Columbia have, have uh, mobilized the National Guard. Every, and every state house has National Guard guarding it. They are scared. And they have a right to be scared. They are scared. The Democrats know that the Schumer's going to hit the fan fairly soon because of their double standards. You know, they can do, they can commit murder and get away with it. And if we look sideways at one of them, well, we're a, a, a terrorist. I join the bipartisan caucus condemning the violence that we saw at our Capitol, but the hypocrisy is just downright disorienting. President Trump called for protests that would be peaceful and patriotic. He got labeled a national security threat. Yet the gentlelady from California can call on her supporters to get physical and in the faces of Republicans, and she gets the chairmanship of the Financial Services Committee. Republican members of Congress utilized a process contemplated in the Constitution to offer an objection, and we were labeled seditionists. Democrat members of Congress raised funds 
for groups attacking our police, burning our cities, destroying our businesses, establishing autonomous zones. And they were celebrated as justice warriors. Wednesday, they called for unity, democracy, and healing. Now, just days later, seeking power and political advantage, the Democrats have reverted to the mean. They've gone back to their natural state, the party of impeachment, removal, and division. I got to tell you something that that just happened here. I'm hearing some noise, and I'm in the studio, and I'm hearing some noise, and I and I uh, said, "Well, I can't do any recording now. We got too many people out front." So I went out front, and there was a customer of ours, and she's a really nice lady, but she is really falling for all the propaganda BS that's being shoved down the throats of everyone. She is so scared that she's shaking and crying. And I explained to her, I said, look, you've got to stop. And I just very simply said, I'm giving you an order. You're not to listen to AM radio or watch TV anymore. She goes, well, we don't, we don't have TV. I said, good, no more AM radio, period. You're not to go on your phone and start looking around all these websites and f- seeing all of this crap about what's going to happen and how the world's going to be destroyed and, and how because because uh, Dimwit, that's going to be our new president now. And by the way, I'll find a proper name for him and a proper name for Joe and his hoe. I, I'm not sure what it's going to be yet, but unfortunately, I'm going to have a whole new category. But anyway, all of this news that she's been listening to is affecting her to such a degree that uh, I had to order her no longer. She can listen to the news. But here's a little uh, resident comedian has something to say about news. Hi, brainless person. Welcome to the apocalypse. Here's what we want on mind today. Twitter and Facebook permanently ban Trump. Apple, Google, and Amazon conspire to kill Parler. And New York wants to set up concentration camps. We'll have all this for you and more in today's edition of Here's What We Want You To Think So We Can Control You and Please Don't Realize You're a Sovereign Being Who Can Think For Themselves. In the wake of what's happened at the Capitol in small business news, Twitter and Facebook have permanently banned President Trump from their platforms. Many people rejoiced at Trump's banning, while many others grieved the loss of Twitter's greatest comedian. In a statement, Twitter said the ban is because President Trump was using Twitter to incite violence. Twitter said the following two tweets were the violence-provoking ones that triggered the ban. Tweet number one. The 75 million great American patriots who voted for me, America first and make America great again, will have a giant voice long into the future. They will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape, or form. Tweet number two. To all those who have asked, I will not be going to the inauguration on January 20th. About how these two tweets were inciting violence, Twitter said... These two tweets must be read in the broader context of what's happening in the country. So in other words, when taken out of context, these tweets are said to have provoked violence, but not when they're left within the context of Twitter, which is where Trump published them. This just then! Communication scholars all agree that taking words out of context is the most accurate way to interpret them. About the ban, Jack Dorsey couldn't be reached for comment as he was busy picking food out of his ungross-looking billionaire goatee. However, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg was reached, and when asked his thoughts about his platform using to restrict free speech, he simply responded with a smile. We're all proud of what you've accomplished, you mother zucker. In other pro-freedom news, Parler, a censorship-free alternative to censorship-heavy Twitter, is under assault. Big Tech demanded that Parler instill the same draconian speech restrictions that users on other platforms suffer under, but Parler refused, saying it believes in free speech. 
Big Tech, which does not, banded together to swiftly censor Parler, an entire social media platform. They got wind that the dangerous activity of free speech was happening on Parler and wanted to step in to protect the public from it. This just in! With Big Tech banding together to censor the president, who's already censored on all mainstream media and now silencing popular free speech platform Parler, it looks as if they have something to hide. But rest assured, Big Tech wouldn't be trying to hide something if they had something to hide. That'd be crazy. Like, they're trying to protect you. Am I supposed to say it's for their protection? I am. Do you think they're still buying it? It's confirmed Big Tech is in fact taking these safety measures for your protection. Google took Parler out of the Play Store, followed by Apple taking Parler out of the App Store, and then Amazon, who supplies the servers that Parler uses, kicked Parler off its servers. They took Parler off the internet. To justify its decision, Apple declared, Parler is in fact responsible for all user-generated content on its service. Now this runs contrary to the same section 230 that says a platform is not responsible for the content generated by its users. The same section 230 that protects Twitter and Facebook. But luckily Apple slammed its trillion dollar judicial hammer down to inform the public of the new law. Parler is responsible for the content generated by its users while Facebook and Twitter are not. It makes sense when we tell you to think it does. Big Tech's rationalization for crushing its competition was, threats of violence and illegal activity were happening on Parler with respect to the violence at the Capitol. That's a convincing statement, so much so that you're convinced to not realize that Parler doesn't have a groups function, but Facebook does, and Facebook groups were used to organize a lot of the protests at the Capitol. And with illegal activity, you also don't realize that Google is then complicit in enormous illegal activity as Gmail is used to pass pedo porn amongst criminals. It would also be spectacular of you not to realize that these companies are monopolies and monopolies are illegal because they're not monopolies. Like, what are you kidding me? They're so not monopolies that 35 states have filed antitrust lawsuits against Google. Facebook has had 48 states file antitrust lawsuits against them. Apple also currently has antitrust lawsuits filed against it. And Amazon is being charged by the European Union with an antitrust lawsuit. And that's nothing. I mean, these suits allege these companies are currently operating illegally, but like, that's crazy because they're not. Because they saved the public from illegal activity happening on Parler. So, like, how could they be operating illegally? Like, they wouldn't accuse someone of doing something that they themselves are doing, but only much worse. They wouldn't do that. However, a question raised by the public. Is it a monopoly when the monopolies of Twitter, Facebook, Google, Apple, and Amazon band together to form one enormous monopoly that's capable of making anything happen on planet Earth that they want? Answer, no. That's not a monopoly either. All this monopoly talk might make you wonder what Bill Gates is up to. We haven't heard from him in a while, have we? He's still over there running COVID. This just in! Human connection is still deadly. Remember, disconnection, isolation, poverty, and fear will protect you. That's all still a thing you're supposed to believe. Despite the unprecedented assault on free speech, Parler CEO John Matt said, Our mission is free speech, 
democracy, and us the people having the power. The elites don't want us to be free. Here at this station, we can attest it is a baseless conspiracy theory for Parler CEO to suggest that the elites don't want you to be free. This just in, new lockdown orders are in place. Do not leave your home and you cannot open your business or send your children to school. It's almost been a year, hasn't it? John Matz says Parler will be back up and running soon. If that's true, you can expect even more strict lockdown orders from the elites to protect you from the mutated strains of free speech that are passed so rapidly on Parler. Maybe we'll even do a nationwide blackout. In other news, Iran is set to execute a second national wrestler for protesting against the government. I guess we're not really that far behind you here in the U.S., are we, Iran? This just in! This is where it's going if you let it. Conspiracy theorists are suggesting free speech is a great thing, even when people have different perspectives than you. They go on with their baseless claims to suggest you can peacefully live with and even love other people who think and speak different things than you. Fact checkers have debunked these claims, citing it's better to live under fear that words spoken that you don't agree with will lead to violence. And we think living in fear feels like a way more loving way to live. These crazy conspiracy theorists' baseless claims are also unconstitutional. So much so that our constitutional scholars are coming the Constitution to find the line in the First Amendment that defines free speech as saying whatever you want, as long as you agree with us. Scholars have not found the line yet we're moving forward with full assumption that they will. And in concentration camps are coming to America news, in New York a bill has been proposed that would allow the state to detain people if it deems them a threat to public health. The assemblyman Nick Perry, who sponsored the legislation, said the bill would not infringe on an individual's liberty. Our fact-checkers have fact-checked this statement as true. A governor being able to determine that someone's a health risk, based on their own definition of health risk, and then being able to hold that person as a prisoner for as long as they want does not infringe on liberties. In other governors acting like a dictator news, the Recall Gavin Newsom campaign now has over 1 million signatures. With a deadline of March coming up to gather the remaining 400,000 signatures that are necessary to recall him, if you're a California resident, please don't go to recallgavin2020.com and sign. That's it for today's uplifting freedom-based news. Enjoy your day of having Facebook, Twitter, Google, Apple, Amazon, and the media tell you what to think and do. Your free will is not yours anymore, but we let you think it is. Now, until further notice, this category will be called Biden. So we're now under the Biden category, and China comes out. China just came out and said they are overjoyed that there is a new window of opportunity to negotiate with somebody who is more reasonable, like Joe Biden. Speaking of reasonable, and he ain't, Biden is picking his cabinet and the people that he's putting in there are literally insane. So this female, this is a black communist racist female named Christine Clark. Uh, she, um, She hates whites, but she pities us because we don't have melanin. Melanin endows blacks with greater mental, physical, and spiritual abilities, something which cannot be measured based on Eurocentric standards. So what she's saying is that she's a um, black supremacist. Supremacist? 
I don't know, whatever, whatever word you want to use, she's insane. And he wants to put her in charge of the Department of Justice because we all know that blacks are greater mentally, physically, and have better abilities than, than other races. This is real. This is not, I'm not making this up and I'm not dramatizing it. It really is. Biden wants the Department of Justice to have a new terrorist class called um, ideological terrorism. This is not astounding, but this is uh, entertaining. A gentleman by the name of G. Edward Griffin, 1969. I played this clip a couple years ago. He's an expert on communism. And he was talking about what the communists do and uh, how they use certain people to achieve their goals. As early as 1928, the communists declared that the racial differences among our people constituted the weakest and most vulnerable point in our social fabric. By constantly probing and straining at this one spot, they calculated that eventually the cloth could be torn apart and that Americans could be divided, weakened, and perhaps even set against each other in open combat. We mustn't kid ourselves into thinking that the communists have placed their agitators only into the black communities. They're working both sides of the street. They want hatred, violence, and bloodshed between the races, and they don't care how they get it or whom they use, even children if necessary. Here is a book that I think ought to be in every home library. It's entitled Color, Communism, and Common Sense by Manning Johnson. He joined the party as a young man because he honestly believed that the communists were trying to improve the conditions of his people. He was a dedicated communist, and eventually he rose to one of the highest ranks. But after many years, he discovered that instead they were merely planning to use his people in a bloody revolution to destroy America. And when he woke up to this, he dropped out of the party and devoted the rest of his life trying to alert his fellow citizens of all races to the true nature of the Communist Party as he knew it to be from the inside. Manning Johnson said, Black rebellion was what Moscow wanted. Bloody racial conflict would split America. During the confusion, demoralization and panic would set in. Then finally the Reds say, Workers stop work. Many of them seize arms by attacking arsenals. Street fights become frequent. Under the leadership of the Communist Party, the workers organize revolutionary committees to be in command of the uprising. Armed workers seize the principal government offices, invade the residences of the president and his cabinet members, arrest them, declare the old regime abolished, establish their own power. Now, here is a piece of vicious communist propaganda that perhaps some of you have seen. It's called The Crusader. It's written by Robert F. Williams, one of the organizers of the Revolutionary Action Movement. In this issue of The Crusader, the communists call not only for extensive chaos within the cities, but for putting to the torch every village, every forest, every field, and every barn. The plan is for raging fires from one city to the next. The reason? Well, First, there's the value of sheer destruction. Secondly, it would force us to deploy our defenses and rescue units over the widest possible area. The communists point out that as long as our police and National Guard remain concentrated, they're invincible. But if they can be forced to spread out over the entire city and into the countryside as well, then they can be picked off from ambush one by one. And the third value of massive fire to the communists is psychological. The average American, they say, soft and decadent, when he sees billows of black smoke rising from one horizon to the other, when at night the only light he has to see by is the flickering red from flames leaping into the sky, he'll become paralyzed with fear and panic. He'll run away and hide and do nothing to interfere with the guerrilla bands as they strike at the community's power centers. The Crusader explains how to set up sniper units in crowded metropolitan areas, how to manufacture jumbo Molotov cocktails, 
the gallon jug size, and how to mix the gasoline with certain ingredients to make it burn like napalm, how to pour gasoline into utility manholes in the streets to set fire to the main telephone cables, how to put sulfur tips from matches into air conditioning units and blow up large buildings, how to ignite gas mains and oil storage tanks. It explains how radio-controlled model airplanes can be used to fly explosive charges over heavily guarded fences into gasoline storage areas or munition stockpiles. It even calls for infiltration into the National Guard units, revolutionaries posing as non-militants for the purpose of getting free military training and for gaining access to critical military supplies and heavy weapons. And then, finally, Robert Williams says this, any all-out minority revolution must create a state of crisis wherein almost all of the male population would be forced to remain in their homes to protect their property and families. The middle class is very large, but it is not accustomed to deprivation and terror. Because of its affluence, it has waxed soft. It has no stomach for massive fire, blood, and violence. The motive force behind its life drive is its endless pursuit of prestige, conspicuous consumption, and sensual pleasure. A few years of violent, sporadic, and highly destructive uprisings will set the stage for the grand finale. After the stage is properly set through protracted struggle, America could be brought to her knees in 90 days of highly organized, fierce fighting, sabotage, and massive firestorm. Ladies and gentlemen, the plans and preparations for a communist revolution of force and violence are far advanced. The organization behind these preparations has almost unlimited financial resources and it provides both training and leadership based upon years of experience in many other countries. Our enemies are deadly serious about their task and it's nothing short of national suicide for us to continue to ignore their plans and their progress. The violent revolution becomes of primary value to the communists to the extent to which it can be used to condition the masses psychologically to accept the non-violent revolution, which is offered supposedly as the only alternative. Hoping to avoid further violence and bloodshed, the public is to be pressured into accepting measures that will move the country gradually and legally toward communism, but without calling it that. The strategy of the proletarian revolution calls for the quiet conversion of our government into a communist regime, but under the banner of socialism. Well, what is socialism? All right, let's define it. According to the dictionary, socialism is a political concept based upon the principle of government ownership and control of property, the means of production, and the avenues of commerce. Under socialism, those who run the government and the communists are confident that in America they eventually will be the ones who do so. Those who run the government will know who is to get something and who has to wait, and that represents control over human beings. What has all this to do with the communist revolution in America? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it has everything to do with it because the building of socialism is the communist revolution in America. It represents the process whereby our country can be moved gradually toward communism without the people even being aware of it. No matter what grievance we may have, real or imagined, no matter what national problems we may face, the communists seize upon these as excuses to build socialism. They have one and only one solution for all problems. More government, more government, and then more and more until it's total government. And forgive me for saying it one more time, total government is communism. Now, because of this cancel culture that's happening, and this is how it's done, and, and we've been watching it 
for years now. The communists, they cancel things out. They burn buildings. They destroy uh, statues. They burn books. And that's the key thing. Knowledge is power. But you have to have two things. You have to have access to the knowledge, and you have to be willing to use the knowledge. What I want to talk about is books. Books is where knowledge is. There are all kinds of sources of books, downloading books, uh, e-books, they call them, hardback books. In my store here, I, I just culled out my, my library. I have I have a massive library, and I have all kinds of science fiction and, and uh, interesting books that I've collected over the years. I've got a table four foot by eight foot that I'm, that's full of books now that we pulled out and brought over to the store. There's a list of books that are a must-read for every American. And I'll put that list together, and I'll talk about it in another show. Allow me to read a quote from Edmund Burke. People will not look forward to posterity who never look backward to their ancestors. And most people won't even understand what that means, so you'll probably understand something better from George Santayana. Progress, far from consisting in change, depends on retentiveness. When change is absolute... There remains no being to improve, and no direction is set for possible improvement. And when experience is not retained, as among savages, infancy is perpetrated. In other words, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. You got it? The source of books is universal throughout the, uh, the whole world. You can have books, you can buy books in every store you walk into. You can find a book on something. Now, I was a master gunsmith for 25 years. I have a gun library here that I'm going to be I'm going to be selling, and I'm trying to figure out if I want to sell it one by one or all encompassing. It's uh, it's it's fairly large, and I have books that have been out of print for a hundred years. No matter what you want to do, no matter what question you have, there is a book out there with the answer. Now, here's the thing that's kind of pissed me off. All of these books I have. Let's say you have a uh, Remington 1100 shotgun, and and it's uh, not it it doesn't feed properly. Well, there's a book for that. Or you can go on YouTube and just type in Remington 1100 feeding problem, and boom, there's a ma- there's a gunsmith there tearing one in, down in front of you, showing you exactly how to do it. You want to know how to change the oil in a night in a uh, 1927 Packard? Go on YouTube. There's somebody there showing it to you. You want to know how to build a house? YouTube. Or books. I've got so many books, that it'll blow your mind. Literally, I have almost every uh, do-it-yourself book ever made by man. But there are so many other things out there. There are websites. There's download, download locations for manuals, p- for PDFs, books. Now, the book, 1984, I've got a PDF download for that. So you don't have to buy the book. You can just download it. Now, a lot of you have Apple equipment, uh, Apple devices. With an Apple device, you never own anything. I downloaded, I had a, a tablet that was a Apple tablet, and I downloaded some books. Well, six months later, Apple decided those books were not apropos for Americans to read. It deleted it off of my tablet and my account. If you're going to download any books or manuals or any data, Save it on a separate hard drive or flash drive, USB flash drive. Save the data and books that you're downloading. Save them separate from your computer or your cell phone. 
And that's another thing. I I got a guy comes in. He goes, I want to show you this gun I got. I, tell me what's wrong with it. He spends 10 minutes flipping through the pictures on his cell phone. He And he told me, he goes, yeah, last year I, I my cell phone crashed. I lost all my pictures. So I had to put all new pictures on here. I said, well, why don't you store them, pull them off your cell phone, put them on a flash drive? Oh, I didn't think of that. We've lost so many generations to stupid, it's ridiculous. Actually, it's not stupid. It's it's ignorance and, and lack of common sense. Just just the lack of common sense is astounding in in all facets of life now. Not just 15-year-old kids, but we're talking 60, 70, 80-year-old people that just no common sense. They were able to go through life without common sense. It's astounding to me. There's Let me give you some ideas. Now, I will have these, this link up on my website, uh, on my show notes page, and I'm going to read some of these to you. These Here's some websites you can go to. All about communism and socialism. Online Library of Liberty. 12 Uses for Olive Oil. Old Time Radio. How Honey Can Save Your Life. Everything that has anything to do with about music. And then Massive List of Maps. I met a truck driver years ago. And I, I, he was asking me for directions to some place. And I, I said, look, I, I don't know where that is. Goes, well, I have maps for everything else in the United States, but I don't have maps for where I'm, this place I want to go. He had gone to a website and downloaded all these maps. Then he took them to an office depot and had them all laminated. That was a cool idea. He had a pile of about six inches thick of all these different maps that he'd had. Okay, so this is where you can get a lot of data, and this is what you can do to help yourself. So there's a bunch of websites. There's more than I, I'm even listing here. And then there's books. You want to know Army field manuals, hundreds and hundreds of them. United States weapon systems, massive list of military manuals. Army weapon systems handbook, military manuals collection. I have so many books that you can go to. It'll blow your mind. And if you download all this stuff, I have. I've downloaded everything that I talk about. One of the best survival sources is Boy Scout manuals and books. You can buy them or you can go download them. And, of course, A Farmer's Almanac. There's another book called Handy Farm Devices. This is a well-known book, and it has everything you can ever use on a farm. And look, it's right there. Massive list of survival books. I've got so many survival downloads, 54 survival downloads, 100 free survival downloads, 120 useful books. And then if you're into slobber operas, the number one place to read romance, 12 lessons from the Great Depression, survival PDFs, manuals, and downloading, uh, homesteading and survival manuals, books for doctors, I mean real books for real doctors, remote development manuals, Henley's 20th Century Formulas. Now that book, they wanted the Democrats wanted to ban that book for the last, what, 50 years because it tells you how to build all kinds of stuff. A Universal Digital Library. The CD and DVD Project. The Harvard Classics. Thousands of free books. Of the Field. There's so many things here. It's astounding. Now these are books. These are full books you can download. Then there's just PDF downloads. Uh, a German Doctor at the Front. Basic Wound Care. Frame Observation Beehive, in other words, how to build beehives. Lawfully Yours. None Dare Call It Conspiracy, Raising Catfish in a Barrel. Selected Medicinal Plants. And there seems to be four volumes of that. Now, this is a book that I had to memorize, the Blue Jackets Manual. And then there's a, that's everyone that goes in the Navy is given that book. The Leipzig Connection. And it talks all about the, uh, the source of the problem in public schools. Wild Plants of the U.S. and Canada. And the Handbook of the Soviet Union, which literally is the handbook of every communist uh, in the Soviet Union. 
plastic surgery for dumbers. Dumbers for dumbers? Uh, plastic surgery for dummies. I have so many books here, and this is the thing. You can go and do it yourself. After you've looked at this list, you can go and find your own list. And you can make your own list up of everything that you want to uh, find out about. But keep everything separate, always. Put it on a little hard drive. Put it on a flash drive. I got an article here that I wrote before uh, years ago, and and uh, I haven't really updated it lately, but this is... you you got to understand this. America doesn't have any politicians. We have corporate representatives. Like Will Rogers said, America has the best politicians money can buy. And I've said this before. This perversion starts at the local level. City councils, county commissioners, state and federal governments, all of them. Be aware how the communists gain entry into anything. The city council, county commissioners, all of that is with this nonpartisan fraud. There's no such thing as a nonpartisan election. It was created by the Democrats in the 20s for to con the ignorant into voting for them. There's thousands of agencies, thousands of them, throughout the United States, federal, uh, state, and they are populated with these communists. This is how they cut down your ability to fight back. And the police in America, and I hate to say this because I was one, police in America, law enforcement in America is nothing but hired black-booted thugs. Shaved head, bald head, they are, are law enforcement. What is law enforcement? It means they enforce the law. What law? The law the local community or the local city council makes or the mayor makes or the governor makes. They can make the stupidest laws in the world and these guys go, well, I, I just got to enforce the law. Well, that's the way they make the money. And next to Walmart, the law is the second largest employer in the United States. There's what I want to talk about, and I only have a few minutes to do this. There are six categories that the communists have to take before they can take the whole country. Number one is philosophical beliefs. This is, we're not talking, we're not talking religion, even though that could be part of it. We're talking theology, morality, religion, and ethics. Number two, transportation. Not just gas manufacturing or vehicles, travel restrictions, but even if you can travel, they control whether you can fly. Three, communication. Newspapers, magazines, periodicals, radio, telephone, internet, They've got that down pat. The communists own almost everything that has to do with communication. Four, medicine and healthcare. Five, food, production, distribution, food and water. Okay? And six, weaponry. So, number one, philosophical beliefs. This, this number one right here is the hardest one for them to fight. And it took them over 120 years. And they started it. They started it. A whole 120 years ago when they brought into America, I I don't like to use the word they, but I don't have an option, this really, this great perversion called psychiatry. It is a disgusting philosophy from Germany with the basic belief that man was an animal, had no soul, and therefore could be controlled as easily as a dog, right? Ring the bell, dog salivate. They used the massive funds of David Rockefeller, and they helped rebuild an old Baptist college, and they renamed it uh, uh, the uh, Columbia Teachers College. They built a bunch of different other schools and educational institutions, and all of them taught the teachers that man is an animal. Psychology became the new religion. It eradicates the American morals and ethics, and they're replaced with a void. It's almost like this operating system they're injecting into people now. You, re- you have a void of morals and ethics in the United States that anything can be programmed into it. And I'm telling you, there's some weird, a- there's some weird stuff that, gets, that uh, people start picking up because of that. 
Usually this void is filled with the baser instincts like hate and lust, greed, sexual perversion. And the biggest result that they were looking for is a general inability to determine right from wrong and to have no grasp of priorities. How many people around you, when they need to do something, like uh, their car's not running, so you'll find them watching TV instead of working on their car, or their, their property is a pigsty, and you'll find them playing solitaire on their cell phone instead of cleaning up their property. They have no concept of priorities. And then when motion pictures came along, they realized that motion pictures were the perfect propaganda machine. So they started making movies that desensitized people to the horrors of murder, rape, death, and other criminal activities that make up the lower levels of mankind. And they also made sure that their minions were placed within all the churches in the United States. And the intent was to dilute, alter, and pervert the original teachings of Jesus Christ and the church. Look at the Pope we have now. This creature is a... He says, divorce is acceptable. Sexual perversion is acceptable. Well, of course, as long as you're not a priest. Capitalism is not acceptable. This guy's working diligently to destroy all the Catholic doctrines he can. And Christian churches are, are a business with a 501c participation, right? They don't get taxed. So that's, that's number one, philosophical beliefs. Number two, was achieved, making uh, sure that mankind came to rely on fossil fuel. You know, gasoline. So they control what and how something's, uh, cars are manufactured, transportation is manufactured. And then if somebody somewhere in the world wants to uh, make gas cheaper, well, our politicians go to war with them and attack them and destroy them so that that's not going to happen. The transportation aspect is a big thing. And it's, it's, in, it's changed a lot since I wrote this. And now they have something called the Transportation Security Agency, TSA. TSA has pretty much, it has literally stopped 50% of the people that used to fly from flying ever again. We'll never fly again. I won't allow a stranger to put his hands on me. So the next step they're going to be doing is a universal ID card. Well, no, actually, that's not the next step. They already did that. It's called a star ID, universal ID. We were laughed at, us patriots, 10 years ago when we said they're coming, they're going to do this. Oh, no, they're not. No, they're not. No. And then the Democrats said, no, we're not going to do this. No, no, we're not. And now... I had to redo my license. So when I went in there, they asked me, do you want a star ID? I said, what's that one? She, she said, that's the universal ID in the United States. So you're going to have to have that if you're going to, if you want to fly or, or even go into a, a federal building to start. They're looking at making that ID mandatory to even get on a city bus. That's within your own city. Subways, trains, even to cross a border into another state. They're going to want you to have those. Now, number three... Communication. Newspapers, magazines, periodicals. Well, this is easy to do. It's done with money. And it took them not too many years to buy controlling interest in all newspapers, magazines, and print media. And the internet. All owners of all big tech on the internet, every single one is a Democrat. Every single one. They claim. See, here's the thing. Pretty soon they're going to take the, the word themselves off and say, we're socialists or we're just progressives which is nothing more than a communist. They're going to take that label off so that people can actually see that that's what they are, and they'll claim it proudly. So they bought up all the controlling power of, of everything out there. Everything out there. And it's just, or they blocked us from seeing anything that's other than what they want. You know, if you want to find out what's going on in the world, 
good luck finding any news station that you can actually see that. If you want to find out what's going on in your city, still, good luck. I turn it on at Channel 2, which is 30 miles west of me. And I have to listen to, let's fact check Trump. What the hell is this? I just want to find out what's going on locally. No, not even going to happen. So these media, they convince everybody that we're stupid, we're dangerous. You know, the Americans are dangerous and stupid and shouldn't have pointy scissors because we're running with them and poke our eyeballs out. And that we should get rid of all guns because 97% of the people in the United States think that all guns should be confiscated. And people believe this crap. People believe this crap. Number four, medicine and health care. Well, that was achieved easily. It was achieved in the 1800s and early 1900s with the creation of the Bureau of Chemistry, better known as the Food and Drug Administration now. So they decided that what they decide is is uh, viable and works is the only thing that people in the United States can use. The Food and Drug Administration has been trying to put me personally out of business for 36 years because I sell alternative health products. I don't sell normal ones. My products have been in books that people have used to cure certain problems that they've had. And it's all verified. But some of the products that have popped up over the years that have cured diseases... The FDA has disapproved them or said they're, they're a fraud. They've literally sent police and law enforcement and shut these businesses down and confiscated everything they own and destroyed everything that this, these people have had. This is, this is well known. This is the, what the FDA does. They've always done this. They will continue to do this. That's their job. They've got to protect their corporate representatives. Food, number five. This is the big one. And you can see how this tactic works in Africa. Millions of natives in Africa died of starvation in the past 10 years. Not because there wasn't enough food to feed them, but because their insane leaders, communists, did exactly what they were told to do, withhold food till the starving people rioted, then just simply kill them. And now you don't have to worry about feeding them. This occurred in Rwanda in 94, when Adolf Clinton was in power. Clinton advised the UN to pull all UN peacekeeping troops out of Rwanda. And the UN said, sure, we'll do that. Within 100 days, the Hutu government had killed 800,000 of another uh, native group called the Tutsis. Very thought-out manner. Obviously well-planned and supplied from the outside with weapons. Yeah, when, uh, when Clinton was told what had happened, and this was on air, he said this, wow, that didn't take long, did it? Claiming he had no idea what was happening. The key here was food. The fewer people to eat, the more food for the rest. You want to control the nation? Control the food. The Ice Age farmer talks about this all the time. I know it starts to get sounding old, but this is the reality of it. If you control the food, you control the people. This is I, When I was in Nam, I witnessed a storehouse of well over a thousand bags, 50-pound bags of rice that they were using to bribe the starving peasants with. Of course, after we destroyed their crops and rice paddies. We bribed them to turn in their neighbors for terrorist activities. You see where that's going? This has been used for thousands of years. Production is a big thing. And they got they have full control of that now. And, of course, Bill Gates owning the majority. or the, He's the largest landowner of farmland in the United States. Simple. Just don't plant anything on it. This is the big thing. In California, they, they withhold water from farmers so the farmland dries out and blows away. And they do that on purpose. And guess who controls that? Democrats. Whenever a Republican steps in, things get fixed. Whenever Democrats are gain control, things get destroyed. 
there are a lot of there's, there's a lot more data in here that I could read on this about food. But the bottom line with the food thing is is that the food shortage, coming food shortage. I'm seeing this food shortage right now. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. I'm seeing it right now. Now you're, you're you'll say no, that's BS. I see the food ads all the time, and there's stuff is always on sale. Those are called lost leaders. They're selling them for what they paid for them. So to get you in the store to buy other stuff. You tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm telling you. I would go into Super One Food here, and there would be a 10 feet long, 4 feet wide bin full of oranges, or apples, or potatoes, or you name it. Now, it's usually about 4 foot by 3 foot that's filled, and the stuff is not even ripe. It's just, it's ridiculous. Different parts of the country, you have more beef in some parts than you have in others. You have more pork in some parts than you have in others, but the vegetables are now being imported. You have to pay attention to what you're getting. This is real. Read what you got. I go in and I look at tomatoes, and there's no little sticker on there that says product of Mexico or product of California. And I asked the, I asked the guy that's working in the, at that department, I said, well, where do these tomatoes come from? I don't know. Go look at the box. Goes in the back, comes out and says, says product of China. They they freeze them. or they And, and they, they what they do is they pick these products before they're ripe. And then they put them in a closed environment of nitrogen. So nothing happens. And then a couple days before they go to market, they flush it with oxygen. The vegetables ripen. But if you don't ripen on the vine, you've lost all nutrition. All you have is a a little round ball of red goo. That's almost no taste. If you have a tomato bought that, that was grown in China and a tomato that was ripened on a vine in Washington State, and you taste the two, you'll spit out the one from China. And it's not just China. It's it's anywhere. Bananas are a big thing. Bananas are a mind blower. You get these banana trucks that come in up at the uh, uh, the port up here, the Port of Commerce, out of, right out of Post Falls. And he opens the back of the, of the truck, and it's full of these green bananas that within minutes turn yellow. They were picked in South America a week earlier. That's astounding. How that stuff works, but this is how, this is how they control things. And then, of course, number six is the weaponry, guns. You know for a fact that Dimwit and uh, Harris and every single person on their cabinet and every single Democrat in the House and the Senate, which is now controlled by these communists, are going to be pushing heavy, heavy gun control. Heavy. There's a new gun control act going through in Florida right now. Not only does it have a list of of um, characteristics that if any of these any rifles or shotguns or pistols have, they will be classified as assault weapons. Okay, that's that's the simplest thing. That's you go, oh, that's that's what the Democrats do all the time. Yeah, but they also want to tell you that you can't it, you can't buy, sell, trade, transport, give, store. You can't do anything with them. You can't give them away, and you have to have a license for each one which is probably going to cost 75 bucks a year or some such thing. There's there's going to be so much insanity for the next, either the next four years or until uh, the Schumer hits the fan. We don't know. Democrats are scared senseless right now. There's over 50,000 National Guard right now in Washington, D.C., armed with live ammunition. I've got reports from all over the United States of assets, tanks, armored personnel carriers, there was one 300 train cars of APCs with the 50s mounted on them traveling northward in the state of Oregon. 
going into Washington. Now, when it's moving from state to state, that's a federal deployment, not a not a uh, state deployment. So there's something going on there. And boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, you better pay close attention. Do not believe the hoaxes. Do not believe most of the crap. The white hats are not coming to save us. Trump is not going to sign the insurgency plan. Almost every single thing you see out there that says, yes, we're going to be saved, just just relax, is a fraud. And it's put out so you will relax, so you won't get upset, so you won't do something. It's a standard operating procedure for the Communist Party whenever they take over a nation. You just pay attention to what's going on around. If you can't verify something, and just because your brother's best friend's daughter heard two guys saying this at a malt shop, does not mean that source, does not mean that's real. Pay attention to what's going on out there. And I want you all to stay safe. If the Schumer does hit the fan, the first thing that's going to happen is the hotheads are going to die off. You don't need to be in that group. Just stay back. Let them kill each other. And then we can step in and rebuild if we can. Anyway, this is the Armchair Survivalist signing off. You keep your nose in the air and your ear to the ground. Make sure you have water, food, munitions, whatever you think you're going to need. If it's crossbow, make sure you got plenty of quarrels. If it's a 30-06, make sure you got plenty of ammo, whatever. Make sure you got food, water, ammunition, weaponry, and gasoline in your vehicles. As soon as you're done listening to me, go fill up all your vehicles with gas. There is, let's just call it chatter, but I'm getting this chatter from confirmed sources that something is going to happen on Monday. This is Martin Luther King's birthday. That's why all the National Guard is in D.C. right now and deployed through every state capital in the United States. If anything happens, they'll shut everything down. So just make sure you got everything that you're going to need. Anyway, this is the Armchair Survivalist signing off. See you next time.